Open your Bible with me this morning to John chapter 13. John chapter 13 for an opening passage of Scripture. Last Lord's Day, we opened with John chapter 14. And there we found the words, If a man love me, he will keep my words. John 13 has some of those words that I want to share with you this morning, and I hope that it will be a blessing to your heart and lead us into the other subjects that we'll be considering today, especially Romans 12, 16. John chapter 13. Remember as you read the Gospel of John that chapters 13, 14, 15, 16, and 17 all occurred within mere hours before the Lord Jesus Christ was crucified. These are his final words to his apostles after he had given the sop to Judas, as it's described in verse 27 of this chapter, and told him, that thou doest, do quickly, and sent him out, confronting him at the very end that he knew exactly what he was up to and what he was going to do against the Savior. But these are the verses I want for us today. And if Jesus said, if a man love me, he will keep my words, think with me on these words, and I hope that I can open them a little bit to you in a way that you may not have considered before. Verse 34 and 35. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. As I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Amen and amen. Amen. A new commandment I give unto you that ye love one another. Please bear with me for a moment, but the commandment to love one another was not a new commandment at all. And so why is it called a new commandment? Why does the Savior say, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another? It wasn't new. Leviticus chapter 19 and verse 18 tells us in the Old Testament law that we were to love our neighbor as ourselves. And the Lord Jesus Christ repeated that in every gospel record that we have when he was asked what the great commandment was or when he asked anyone what the great commandment was and the second commandment like unto it that we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. The love of others and the love of the people of God and the love of other members of the church of the Old Testament had been stated long before. So it's not new. And yet it is new because Jesus said it was new. Look at first, holding your hand here at John 13, look at 1 John chapter 2, where the apostle that wrote John 13 also would say this, in agreement with what I have just led you to be considering, that it, it wasn't new, and yet it was new. 1 John 2, 7, Brethren, I write no new commandment unto you, but an old commandment, which ye had from the beginning, The old commandment is the word which ye have heard from the beginning. Again, a new commandment I write unto you, which thing is true in him and in you, because the darkness is past and the true light now shineth. He that saith he is in the light and hateth his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loveth his brother abideth in the light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. So we know that the subject matter is the love of the brethren. But here John is saying, it's an old commandment. 
It's a new commandment. Well, which one is it? It's both. It's both. But now come back to John chapter 13 and verse 34. What is new about it? A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. Well, we could say that the ministry of the Holy Spirit given in the New Testament was greater than the Old. And that is true. We could say that God taught the love of the brethren in our hearts in the New Testament more than in the Old. That is true. But that is not the case here. The case here is explained in the Savior's words in the second half of the verse. A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another. As I have loved you, that ye also love one another. Instead of, thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself, it is thou shalt love thy brethren as I have loved you. And that is what is new about it. It is a new commandment by its measuring standard. It is new, it is a new commandment by its example of the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This verse goes far beyond love thy neighbor as thyself. It is to love the brethren as the Lord Jesus Christ loved the brethren. And how did the Lord Jesus Christ love the brethren? Turn to John 15, which he uttered just minutes later. John 15 and verse 12. This is my commandment. Remember in John 13, it says a new commandment I give unto you. John 15, 12. This is my commandment that ye love one another as I have loved you. See the exact terminology. And here's the definition. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man laid down his life for his friends. Are you willing to give up your life, your time, your schedule, your money, your pride in order to love the brethren? Then we're like the Lord Jesus Christ and we're loving at his level of love because he laid down his physical life for us. And so it tells us that in John 15, 12 and 13. Let's go to 1 John 3 and verse 16. First John, holding your place there at John 13, we will return. But 1 John chapter 3 and verse 16. Hereby perceive we the love of God, because He laid down His life for us. And we ought to lay down our lives for the brethren. This is the same writer of Scripture, John, in the Gospel and in the Epistles, explaining to us the new commandment. It's an old commandment that we're supposed to love our neighbors, and especially the neighbors that are in the household of faith and in the church of God. But the standard has been raised. Instead of as thyself, it is as I have loved you and laid down my life for you. Are you willing to lay down your life for the brethren? And you know, this is confirmed in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 2 where it says, Walk in love as Christ also hath loved us. See, that is the new message of the New Testament that is new. The commandment to love is not new. God hasn't changed morally. It's just the standard and the example that He's given us. Moses didn't give an example quite like the Lord Jesus Christ has given us. Moses was patient, and we will give him that. But Moses didn't lay down his life for the nation of Israel. What else is new about this commandment? A new commandment I give unto you, John 13, that ye love one another. As I have loved you, that ye also love one another. That as and that also mean that Jesus Christ's love for His disciples was being compared to how we ought to love one another. Well, here it says something that is very different and new. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. 
How was the church of God in the Old Testament understood to be the church of Jehovah? Well, there was a pillar of cloud over it. Well, there was a pillar of fire over it at night. Well, they had a tabernacle. And they had priests in funny garments. And they had blue fringes on the hems of their garments. They wore their hair differently. They wore their clothes differently. They had ceremonies that were different than any other religion. They had one God. They were monotheistic. They weren't polytheistic. They had the tabernacle. They had the Holy of Holies. They had the morning sacrifice. The eve. That doesn't count anymore. And all that stuff. This is what is different. It is a new distinguishing feature of the people of God, and it is love for one another. It wasn't power, it wasn't praise, and it's not holiness, and it's not doctrine, and it's not wisdom, and it's not truth. Does the Old Testament teach in Deuteronomy chapter 4 that all the nations of Canaan would know that Israel was close to God by the wisdom of their statutes? That is not the measure that the Lord Jesus Christ is giving us in this passage. And this passage is typical of the greater evidence placed on love in the New Testament than any other measure of the people of God. That holiness is required is without a doubt, and it's preached in this pulpit. That wisdom is important is preached from this pulpit. That truth is important, yes, but love is the greatest. Now by the faith... Hope, charity, these three, but the greatest of these is charity. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. Have there been sects that separated themselves entirely from the world and lived a monastic type living? The Essenes, the monks and the nuns of the Roman Catholic Church? It's proof of nothing. It is the willingness to lay down our lives sacrificially and love one another that Jesus Christ sets at the high standard for us and it's going to be so important for us to appreciate Romans 12:16 and not think that it is redundant. I have had the Lord speak to me on two different passages, the book of Proverbs and Romans 12 in the past week reminding me that his emphasis is the emphasis I ought to have. And so the repetition in Romans 12 I'm setting the table for you that is there for a reason. The love of one another is the hardest thing to do. It's the greatest measure of grace. It's the finest indication that we are the the children of the Lord Jesus Christ because He laid down His life for us. See, the Lord Jesus Christ ate and drank with the best of them. And I don't mean as a drunkard. But he He ate bread and He drank wine. John the Baptist lived the more holy, separated life. But that was not the example for us. It was the Lord Jesus Christ. The emphasis in his life was on his love because he laid down his life for us. The Jews were known by their circumcision. The Jews were known by their clothes, their doctrine, their holiness, and the externals of their religion. But we are blood brothers. We are blood brothers. We are forgiving of each other no matter what we do, no matter how offensive or how repetitive some of our irritations might be. We live condescending. We love to get down to the lowest members of a congregation and give them the greater degree of honor. In a group. That doesn't happen in any other group. There are worshipful masters. And there are leaders. And the Lord Jesus Christ would teach that the Gentiles love to have authority. And they're always, their, their ambition is always to get to those higher levels of authority. Right. And in Romans 12, 16, we're, we're supposed to condescend. We're supposed to go down the ladder. Not try to go up the ladder. We're not supposed Amen. to be wise in our own conceits. We're supposed to be sacrificial selfless, without classes or cliques in our church. 
We practice the golden rule, doing for each other what they would want done for themselves. And we emphasize all that over our ritual. This is John 13, 34 and 35 for us this morning. It will help you in Romans 12 if you want to understand the scriptures and have the emphasis of the God that wrote it and the Savior that loved us. A new commandment I give unto you. It was an old commandment, but it was given with a higher standard. That ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that ye are my disciples, if ye have love one to another. We no longer have allegiance to a city like Jerusalem. Or like the Muslims have allegiance to a city called Mecca. How, how do we indicate that we're Christians? By the love we have one to another. I hope that when people visit our assembly, they come in and see that there's no cliques, that there's no classes, that there's no division, that there's just warm, loving affection between all the members, hospitality given cheerfully, and forgiveness shown, and just a band of brothers that practices the religion of the Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord bless these scriptures to introduce our theme for today. Our Father in heaven, O blessed God, we thank Thee for the Lord Jesus Christ. He is our master, our rabbi, and teacher. And Father, Thou art our Father, and we have none on earth in a religious way. We thank Thee, Heavenly Father, for the Lord Jesus Christ. We thank Thee that He gave us the great demonstration of love by coming into this world, not to be ministered unto, but to minister and to give His life a ransom for many. Let us in turn, according to these scriptures, give our lives for one another. Let us serve one another, love one another, be in subjection one to another, and be of the same mind one toward another. Heavenly Father, that it with mutual love and mutual interest in each other's things, in each other's lives, and each other's prosperity in the gospel, we would be seen and known in heaven and on earth as the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ. Forgive us for our selfishness. Forgive us for our slothfulness when it comes to loving others. Let us be diligent and zealous and filled with this grace. You have taught us in our hearts to love one another. You have shown us in the pages of Scripture, and yet we pray that by the power of the Holy Ghost, you will stir us up to it yet more and more. Heavenly Father, let us never think the Word of God tedious or redundant. Let us see in its repetitions the emphasis that you want us to have in our lives. And may we follow that emphasis by prioritizing our lives to match Holy Scripture. Forgive us our sins. Forgive us the weakness of our flesh. And bless us this day. Heavenly Father, we pray for your servants and saints as many prayers have gone up already throughout the world that you will bless them. Keep them, protect them, and guide them, Heavenly Father, and expand your kingdom that it fills the earth and your children and sheep that are scattered abroad may find a place for fellowship and instruction in the word of the Lord. We thank thee for our nation. We pray that you would yet preserve it. We are thankful for our rulers and all the liberties that we enjoy under their legislative efforts. Heavenly Father, we are still blessed, and we have privileges and pleasures greater than we can find in any nation 
of the New Testament, we thank Thee and praise Thee. And Heavenly Father, we ask that You would be in our midst this day, that You would draw us closer to Thee, that You would be among us, that You would bless us, and that the glory we offer up in this assembly by our worship will be worthy of Thy great and glorious person and presence. O Lord, do be with us. We thank Thee for Thy precious Word that is able to be a lamp to our feet and a light to our path if we will but heed it and follow it. And this day, we commit to doing that as well as You show us. And we'll thank You for these blessings that You pour out upon us. In Jesus' name, Amen.